This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Yeah, it's me, Josh Jordan. Jerry Bo is on his way here. Had a little car issue this morning. Nasty weather, man, coming in. Wow, it is just raining in sheets coming from left to right across. I am Josh Jordan. You are listening to Moneyline. I am here with Tyler Scott. Jerry Bo should be here at any minute. But welcome in. It is the playoffs. It is a football Sunday. It's an ugly Sunday with the weather, but should be time to make some money. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, my man? Dude, I'm jacked up it may not it may be the two to three cups of coffee i've already had but i'm two seed in one league and i got a win today to get into the playoffs in another league and i'm super excited i mean this is that week right where for me i'm in an espn league where the playoffs started last week it's one of those leagues where each round of the playoffs is two weeks do you prefer that where you have two weeks for each round or do you like just the one off one well, week? The one where I'm two seed, it's two week playoffs so and it starts this week. Okay. So that means week seventeen uh, comes into play. And that gets kind of tricky, especially with a championship game. So if you don't win that first week, then you may not win man. based on matchups. But yeah, the uh I I kind of like it because if your team throws up a dud, it's kind of it at least gives you some hope that you might be able to come back. But really, I mean, if your team isn't going to do it one week, then they might not do it the next. So I don't know. It's kind of a toss up for me. It, it, this is my first time doing one of these two weeks. Uh, all my other leagues over the years have just been the one week for each playoff round. So. I like it. I think I'm up by like 12 going into the second round of the playoffs, so I'm digging that. What I'm really digging is I had the the stones to start Cam Akers on Thursday night. me too. Did you? Yeah. It was a tough call because, you know, I had some other decent options, but I hate Thursday games, right? Because if a guy lays a stinker, then for three days you're staring at your roster all mad yeah why did i do that exactly but i I just had a feeling about him but i was worried because you saw what the patriots did to the chargers the week before that they shut him out but i just felt like cam Akers looks good and they're using him and i heard an interview with jared goff and he was saying like man this dude's super talented it's just early in the year he wasn't caught up yeah and they couldn't like get him going yeah and now that they finally have i mean before I picked up Cam Akers, I had Malcolm Brown, and I'm like, okay, so this guy's he's the guy. Yep. And then no, Daryl Henderson was the guy. So it's just like okay, but Cam Akers was like nowhere in the picture. And then it turns out he is the guy, and I luckily snagged him, and it's worked out for me. But 
Yeah, I made a very shrewd move to actually bench Robert Woods in wow. one of my other leagues. And because between the two leagues, I got Rams D, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Cam Akers. Oh, geez. So I got like, I had to bench Robert Woods because it's Mike Thomas and Mike Evans. Like, I'm going to play them. Oh, you have to do that. Versus Woods. And it, it has worked out. Let me ask you this because. They play the Jets next week, the Rams do, which is nice because they kind of have the mini bye week because they played on Thursday. Are you going to feel confident in Robert Woods next week? I mean, they are playing the Jets. Well, and again, this is with Robert Woods, the league that I have him in, that's the two-week playoffs. So I honestly don't think that I have to start him having Mike Thomas and Mike Evans. But in a pinch, if one of them goes down or if – Mike Thomas has a a bad game or something, maybe, but I I think I pretty much have to start them. Like Robert Woods is just filling at this point in See, that league. I think a lot of owners that have him they are a little concerned because just like the other night, you know, Cam Akers, you know, he erupts has a huge game. What did he finish with two hundred and or one almost two hundred one hundred yards, yeah, yeah. one seventy one rushing, and then he had like a couple couple catch, yeah, twenty threes, yeah. which is huge, but. It changed everything, right? Because they didn't really have to throw after that. Cooper Cup got lucky because he got you that touchdown. Well, yeah, and Jared Goff vultured a touchdown yes. for Akers, and Cooper Cup did. So you, if he could get going and score, then you definitely feel good about it. But with the Jets, I mean, their game script might kind of dictate that Akers has the ball a lot more, much like this Patriots game. I'm with you, and what's interesting is Daryl Henderson only had two carries, and, yeah. that, and that was the only other running back yeah. besides Akers that, that carried the ball. So, and the other thing that was you had to have some stones to start him is he had that shoulder injury. You know, he missed the first day of practice, and he was limited mm-hmm. the second day. And it's a Thursday night game; like that's always a little scary when a guy's banged up and he's got to play on a Thursday. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it, it definitely was a. It's a high-risk situation, I guess, especially with the Rams. I mean, they've got so many playmakers. But luckily their defense showed yeah. up, and pretty much they had their offense going. So It's true, and you, you're probably in a hole. If, if you were playing somebody that had acres and they had the Rams defense on Thursday night, and it's your playoffs, like you got a lot of work to make up there. So it, it'll be interesting, but I do think with acres. Like you're starting him every week going forward now. I mean, I don't unless you have. I don't see how you have better options. I mean, he's he's broken out. He's the guy. Welcome in, my man Jerry Bow. We're talking a little bit about the Rams game, just slapping the Patriots the other night. Let, let's talk about on the other side of the football. Is there even a Patriots player that you can start with any confidence now? I don't think so. No. I mean, I saw the over under for Cam's props passing yards, and it was like one eighty. Imagine that if you got a if your passing yard props are 180, then you say, oh, well, well, let's lean on the run. But then at the same time, if you have one of those running backs, which is a running back by committee, and then your quarterback's the one that gets the goal line runs a lot of the times, then what are you really even going for? There's no other players willing to even go for. No, and Damian Harris looked promising, but he got banged up in that game. Yeah, he was getting the touches. Yeah, that's what you want to see out of that backfield. But again, I just don't trust them. And then also game script. If you they can 
you don't know what kind of game script's going to be. If they if it plays the Patriots way the way they want it, they want to shorten games. You see them; they got those long drives, and then they extend. They get the they they convert third downs, and then again they run on first down. It's just the way they do it. They try to extend your uh, uh, extend drives, shorten games, and then limit what you can do against them. Once you open it up, then it's a different game. You're right, and they have they have the Dolphins next week, which is not an easy matchup. So I'm staying away from all my Patriots there. Uh, the Rams guys look good, man. Rams are starting to – they're coming alive. I was a little worried about Jared Goff because we know how terrible he was against the Pats in that Super Bowl. But he looked good, and he's typically good on Thursday night football. So I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing from Cam Akers the most, man. It's, we see this sometimes with these rookie running backs. Sometimes it's not till the end of the season when they finally take over and become the guy. But what a perfect time for the playoff run. Yeah, no, um, that was easy money last uh, on Thursday for them under. I mean, I was all over that under. It was it was right in front of you. You have to use the Bilicek had knew something that he could stop on golf, right? We saw it in the yeah. Super Bowl. And then I thought on the other side, if they're talking about McVay, talking about golf's, golf's inefficiencies and his struggles with turnovers, if they don't have to put it in his hands, he's not going to. And that's what you saw. They At first, it started a little scary, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was like, touchdown. And then, and then that pick six that wasn't. And then I was, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. You know, we're about to have 17 points in the first quarter. But right. then all of a sudden, it just it just dwindled down, and they shortened the game uh, again. That's a lot of these run teams. That's what the Rams are turning into now. Just let's just shorten the game, and we'll out scheme you if we need to. And that's what they do because on the backs of a defense that plays like that, you don't have to do much. Imagine that if they could redo things. Do you think they still pay off that big money? <laughs> he got paid off for one year off of schemes. Him and Carson Wentz and all these guys making this big money. I don't know if they would. And really, he got kind of bailed out because, remember, he had that pick six that you brought up that got overturned. And then just shortly after that, the Rams got a pick six. Like, that's what really changed the game to where the Rams were. They were in cruise control after they got that pick six. Yeah, you can't trust uh, anything with the Patriots. That's what's so scary about it because we knew it's obvious now that why teams weren't just jumping at Cam Newton, you know, an an ex-MVP. Why aren't they jumping at him? People were trying to use because COVID because things were locked down and not enough teams have eyes on him. If people wanted him, if there was a market for him, they would have grabbed him. There was a reason. Like at some point, he's going to lose the ability to throw during a season. Like his shoulder is jacked up. It's shot. And then not that, and he's a confidence kind of guy too. You know, you, you, when you see a cam at his top of his game, whenever he was in Carolina, he's a confident dude when he's out there struggling and just having, I mean, he's not, not that he had the greatest weapons in Carolina, but he at least, you know, had a big tight end, you know, some way more. They drafted early at Steve Smith early. He had a deep threat. He had weapons along the way that he can at least use. Now it's, like man, who are these guys? Yeah, he's like Tom Brady was right. This is ugh, this is awful. There's nobody to throw to. You got to remember, we were what five weeks back. A second half, that first half, it was a it was a laughing stock against the Jets. They were saying it was the tankathon. Who's going <laughs> to make more mistakes? And then all of a sudden, they had an efficient second half against the Jets. I mean, let's think about that. And then all of a sudden, they have a few random games what the chargers mm-hmm. i mean and then all of a sudden they're world beaters they're coming back not world beaters but all of a sudden they're back in the playoff hunt and this i just don't see it that way they just were it's day nfl some teams are just gonna have offs and and it's the chargers as well that score it just i don't know man yeah that that was that was scary though too because we liked herbert last week and he just laid an egg i guess it just shows you even when the patriots aren't that good 
Like Bill Belichick can jump up and surprise you and really scheme up a game real nice, you know, and make you believe in the Pats again. But then the next week, I think the talent brings it back down. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a rhythm shooter, so we're going to start this back up from the top when we come back because I have to shoot in rhythm. And I'm telling you right now, it's a fantasy playoff Sunday. Let's get hype. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. SportsMapBets.com is live. Stay up to date with betting guides for this week's NFL and college football action. Or check out SportsMapBets research tools and keep the lead in your fantasy league. SportsMapBets.com has all the info you need to make the best play. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. World, it's a NFL playoff Sunday. Why? Because hopefully your fantasy team is in the running for the big prize, and you are just in luck because Moneyline is in the building. I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5, is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan, what's up, Jerry? It is the playoffs, baby. Let's get some wins. Let's get this turned up behind the glass, keeping us in check for the next two hours. Oh, I'm sorry, hour and forty minutes. Tyler Cito. What up, guys? Good it's, morning. It's only one way to get this hyped up. I know you uh, you are saying, what, we're running it back? We have to. We're rhythm shooters, and we're going to get you hype here because I know that's what you're listening for today. It's 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead and shoot. Shooters, shoot. And on a Sunday that you need that information, on a Sunday that you have to get a win, go ahead and shoot, player. 713-780-3776. If you had a bad, uh, let's say, college football Saturday, or if you had a good one in your pocket, are extra thick. Go ahead and hit us up. 713-7803-776. Let's talk ball, Josh. Where do you want to start? Man, it, we'll start with some injury updates. It looks like Brandon Cooks is probably not going to go for the Texans today. We are running out of people for Deshaun Watson to throw the football to. I mean, it is getting it is getting ugly. I already got some money down on the Texans, but I didn't know and this I did this earlier in the week. I didn't know Brandon Cooks wasn't going to play. So I got to think maybe Duke Johnson gets some extra targets. Maybe the tight ends today. I mean, Chad Hansen going to have to do it again. Kiki QT, he's banged up, of course, but he's going to play. So it's going to be a rough one for the Texans today. On offense, I'm kind of concerned that, you know, can can Chad Hansen do it again, Jerry? He's going to have to. I hope he can. We're about to find out. What is it? it, it, What do you think about Kiki QT? What do y'all overall, was it? Is there something to it? Is there something there? Was it only a case of him being so so deep in the doghouse of O'Brien that it was holding him back? Is there something there going forward that you're thinking, hey, I, I got confidence in this guy no matter if guys are healthy or not? 
look, I think he's talented. Coming out of Texas Tech, he was a guy that he looked like that slot receiver real quick. But remember, he not just in O'Brien's doghouse. He was injured quite a bit, too. It was both. Exactly. A little bit of everything, a little bit of misfortune. Like, I want to know what he did to get in the doghouse. Like, I really never saw anything. His practice habits. That was bad. Probably. (laughs) Maybe too many baby mamas with him. I don't know. We never really heard, you're right, of a personal, like like a specific instance that say, oh, well, that's what got him there. I think the same thing with Foreman, though, right? The running back that they had. Yeah. Yeah. He was there, but you never really heard anything. And then after you started hearing that, it was something questionable about maybe the way he 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 acted out there, and it, maybe it wasn't a, a lack of effort. They said at some point, but I don't know even if that's the case. And there was just so much during that O'Brien era that that we don't know. And now that you see Kiki QT, the first thing that you run to is like, wow. I mean, you're impressed at the least, but he's already dinged up again. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna play, but he's already dinged up again. How about Chad Hansen though? 2017 uh, fourth round pick by the Jets. All of a sudden, he's out here. Uh, topping 100 yards, played the most receiver snaps, 92% of the snaps. Here we are. Um, is it a is it a DFS day for, for Hanson? I might roll the dice on it. The, the one thing we're coming to find out is Deshaun's just really only throwing to his receivers. You know, we've talked for years about how he doesn't really throw to his running backs. And, you know, remember Lamont asked about the tight ends last week, and nothing really happened again with those guys. So, if you're a receiver, Deshaun's looking for you. Let's talk about tight ends real quick because we knew that the Colts are a top five team in points allowed to the tight end position, but the Bears allow the third most to the tight end position. Is there anything to that tight end group? Anything? It, I mean, and I'm not not if you made it to the fantasy playoffs right now and you're asking yourself about the Texans tight ends, then I don't know how you got here, bro. <laughs> but if if you're in the DFS realm, is there anything there? I mean, just looking at last week's. You know, box score. I mean, Jordan Akins had two catches for 10 yards. Fells didn't have a catch. Kahale Waring is finally alive. The What was he, a third or fourth round draft pick that they haven't hardly used. He's been hurt. He didn't have any catches last week either. So, I mean, we're talking about two targets to the tight ends in the entire game last week. You can't trust that. This is a pivotal week. This is your week. Again, the phone lines are open early, 713-780-3776. We're going to go there right now because we got to get this fired up. We're going to go to Scott. He has a question. He was first to get on that line because I bet he woke up sweating this morning, right, saying, man, I got to get a win. What's going on, Scott? You're on Money Line. Hey, man, I've been tossing around this all week, man. Ryan Tannehill or Tyler Murray? I'm just afraid Tannehill is going to be handing the ball off to Hunter Henry, uh, Derek Henry, all week, all day. Is it a six-point passing touchdown league or a four? What was that? Is is it a six-point for every passing touchdown league or a four points? A four. Four points. That's a okay. big difference. That's a big difference right there. Oof. Oh man, look, I I like Tannehill this week just because I mean the matchup is just beautiful. I mean everybody playing the Jags is just rained down fantasy points, and and Kyler's got a tough matchup, but. I mean, remember last week we had somebody ask us Herbert or, or Kyler Murray, and you know I said Herbert, and that that blew up in our face. Even though Kyler didn't play that well, he still did better than Herbert. I, I'd lean Tannehill here. Let's all right. Let's talk ranges. All right, that's where you got to Let's talk. What's the range for Kyler Murray right now? And being realistic, I mean, obviously five touchdowns, seven. No, let's be serious. Okay, seeing what the the Giants' defense has done, right? You saw what they did to Russ. Yeah. Okay. You saw what they've done in the last five weeks. I believe they they they've allowed the least or the second least because the Saints have. I mean, they've been incredible. But 
what is a good day, decent day at the top? Maybe three touchdowns, I think, top, right, for Murray. Yeah. Uh, let's say a two-touchdown game, 275 is okay. Like, oh, And against that defense, I mean, the, the oh, total tells you that it should be around there. Look at his props. It tells you it's about two touchdowns, 280, 275. Now, if you look at Tannehill, even on a bad game against that Jacksonville defense, you got to say, even on a bad game, Two touchdowns, yeah. at least, right, 250, 260. You would say, even on a bad game, say now Jacksonville, a team now is bottom five in the league at 20-plus yard plays. What if A.J. Brown gets over the top of him? You know what I mean? What if it happens a few times? And Corey Davis has been great. What if What if Henry catches one of those touchdowns? on? A, you know, whatever the case is, I think that – the what you're looking for when Murray in most instances when you would start him in this in this particular matchup you would say because his ceiling is so much higher but right here I don't believe it is against the Giants conversely I look on the other side and I think that more times than not if Tannehill has an average game that he can against that defense more time more more times than not then here we are at a game that two touchdowns 250 on a good game three or four why can't he go out there and get three or four against that defense let him rip it yeah, and, and the Titans' defense is terrible. You know, I think the Jags are going to be able to put up some points. You saw what Baker Mayfield did to the Titans last week. That was my pick on money in my mind last week. Remember, I said it's going to be ugly. It's going to be Jacksonville team total because they're a different team with Glennon. Remember, and yeah. what they do, it's game script. We knew that Minnesota would score, but it kind of played out different because Jacksonville jumped up to a quick lead. But what they do, they scored within a, a few minutes into that game. And they had the lead. They were scoring. They hit that team total easy. It was a sharp play. I told you it was a it was a hold your nose special. Nobody looks at the board and they're like, yeah, let, let me bet on Glennon and the team total but you knew that the minnesota vikings were going to move eventually start moving it you knew jacksonville was going to be able to move it back and the money was right in front of your face let's get right to the hrp listener line again it's open for you it's a it's a fantasy football playoff sunday it's a get money sunday here on espn 97.5 it's open for you tricky nick you're up next what's going on my man hey what's going on hey um I know, Jerry, you and I talked about it briefly this morning. I wanted to get Josh's opinion for uh, Wayne Gallman or, or Mike Davis going in for running back. But also for flex, I got a tricky one with uh, Debo Samuel or Corey Davis. I think I would go with Mike Davis this week. That's what I said. Um, I just feel like, especially with DJ Moore not playing, maybe he gets a few more targets in the passing game as well, Mike Davis this week. And uh, – I guess I like all the Davises. I like Corey Davis as well. I mean, the, the matchup is great. I'll tell you, I don't like Alfred Morris back there hating. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You see him. I saw, I was like, who is it? And as soon as you saw the celebration with the with the home run hit, you know, the old school one? Yes. I said, I'll be damned. There goes Alfred Morris stealing touchdowns again. You know, and he stole two. Alf is still on TV, apparently. That is incredible. <laughs> He sure is. Again, the phone lines are open. Jordan, we see you. We'll get to you on the other side of 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975. Hit us up on Twitch. We got a good community going over there. Shout out to everyone that got up early. A little bit of hungover from the uh, streamathon last night. Shout out to everyone that donated $6,000 to some homeless Woo! kids. I'm telling you right now, we're going to put a lot of smiles on a lot of faces. It's Moneyline ESPN 975. You're listening.
listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Yeah, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's Moneyline, and that's how we get down on a Sunday morning because it's the uh, pressures in the air. I feel it. I see the phone line filling up by the minute. I feel it. I feel the pressure, the anxiety in the air, and I'm going to go ahead and feel it in the terms of Chris. What do you have on the table? You have a flex question. You're on Moneyline, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, so I have a two-part question. I have Josh Jacobs, but do I play him or do I replace him with Ty Johnson and flex? Uh, Sterling Shepard, or do I roll with Jacobs, and who do I pick out of Ty Johnson and Sterling Shepard? I think you got to be real careful to make sure Frank Gore isn't active. I think he's expected to play, right? So Ty Johnson's going to have to split some touches with him. It looks like Josh Jacobs is going to go, so if he's active, I have him in my lineup. Yeah, he's such a pivotal piece to that offense that he, if he's in there, you got to figure that they know that they're going to give him action. I know we, we use this term on this show, don't get too cute, okay? And if you find yourself getting too cute right now in, in, in the playoffs, I mean, if Jacob's got you here, okay, and it's a big question mark, I understand that. And I, I didn't even know if he was going to play, to be honest. A lot of my handicapping was with him out throughout the week. Yes. So now that we're here, I wouldn't get too cute. I forget who it was last year that lost everybody. It was a random guy, the backup that everyone started the third week, or, the, the, or no, the, the week before going to the fantasy Super Bowl. Whoever that guy was last year, I tricky Nick. He caught up, and we ended up starting him, and he ended up being a dud for everyone. It was like six points, and I tell yourself, if your fantasy season ends and you catch yourself saying, man, I lost it because of you know Ty Johnson or whoever, you know, you just say, ah. Uh, you, if it, now, if you sit back and you say, I lost it because Jacobs came back and they didn't, then you, you could at least say, well, he helped me get there. No doubt. And, and I'm looking right here that uh, according to, to Ian Rappaport, uh, there is optimism that Frank Gore, he had a concussion, will play in week 14 against the Seahawks. So, you know, I, I think he asked about Sterling Shepard, too. So if, if I'm going between Ty Johnson and Sterling Shepard and Frank Gore is active, Adam Gase loves him some Frank Gore, man. You know, that that worries me a little bit. So I, I'd probably take a shot there with Sterling Shepard. And, and if Josh Jacobs is active, I think you just got to suck it up and play him and hope for the best. I mean, not to mention Giants are playing the Cardinals, and they, I don't think they've had a, a takeaway in a while. They're, they're not scoring touchdowns on defense or anything. So, I, I mean, yeah, you got Patrick Peterson back there, but – He's kind of old. He's not really – maybe he's lost a step. You he never has. know. But Sterling Shepard going against him, I would rather go Sterling Shepard. The yeah. Brandon Cooks news is now confirmed. He is out. Also a Houston favorite. Everyone's favorite fat kicker, Randy Bullock. Uh, coach's decision out. Leonard Fournette, another coach's decision. He's out as well. Arizona Cardinals, Andy Isabella is out. He won't be missed, uh, at least by me. I've seen him drop way too many balls. Let's get right to the Trumpy listener line again because we're going to have a lot of callers. Jordan, you've got a quarterback question. What's going on? Jerry Bowe, Josh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, i got two-part questions. i got James Conner, Mike Davis, Raheem Mostert. Which one do I leave out? And then Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Okay. Uh, give us the running backs again. Yeah, it's Conner. Mike Davis, Mostert, and then Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. I think I'm starting Mike Davis and Connor. Got to. Yeah. I mean, that, that you have to. And then on the other side, though, uh, uh, 
Allen's got a tough matchup, but I think you're getting a tired, and then it's got a higher total. I, I think I think you're getting a tired Steelers defense. Honestly, you saw Washington uh, move that ball in that second half against them. I think it becomes a, a you hit me and I hit you back type of game. I think Allen ends up getting on the. I mean, I don't see how you can sit him right now. I, I don't either. And remember, I, I don't think uh, Hayden's going to play this. Week. No, he's out. He's so a, that that's a big that's a big miss for them. And a lot of the Steelers numbers we got to remember. I'm a Steelers guy. A lot of this. Numbers you got to take in context that they're going to have a lot of the numbers with uh, first they lost Bush, then they lost Dupree, you know. Now they're not going to have Hayden. Now they're playing third game in 12 days. Now they're not undefeated no more. What does that do for a mentality of a team? You know, finally the pressure's off and it's like, all right, we don't have to worry about this undefeated. There's something about playing undefeated now. What does it do? It could be good that now you play better without a pressure, or it could be now that you fall back and say, hey, Maybe we can have an off game, not purposely, but maybe you take a step back. That game opened at two and a half Steelers. Now it's two and a half Bills. So is it an overreaction? We're going to talk about that game quite a bit once we get to it because it's one of the marquee games this week. But how much is it an overreaction from what we saw against the Washington football team in a national spotlight game? You know, by itself, you see it. Everyone saw it. A lot of people that aren't too pundits of the NFL league that just turned on there saying, how in the hell did the Washington football team beat that undefeated team? Then all of a sudden they overreact. Now did that market overreact? When you see a two and a half point favorite go two and a half points the other way, there's something to that. Is it an overreaction? I don't know. I want to know your thoughts on that game. Yeah. I, I think people underestimate the Washington football team on defense. They've got a pretty good defensive line. And and throughout the fantasy season, you know, if you have a receiver going against the Washington football team, usually doesn't work out very well. So I think Washington's a little better than people give them credit for. Alex Smith's actually playing pretty well. So, you know, I think the Steelers, they're going to miss these guys that are hurt. And I think it helps that Buffalo's at home here. I think that definitely helps Josh Allen this week. I, I don't. Uh, I agree with you. I don't see how you get away from Josh Allen. I still think the Steelers are really good, but they got to clean some stuff up. It's not just the injuries; they're dropping passes left and right. Twenty drop passes yeah. in the last two weeks. Um, just a lot of bonehead, but it caught up to him because when is the last time the Steelers played a clean offensive game? If you got to go back to that Ravens game, whenever they threw all those interceptions and still won the game somehow, and then the following week, whenever you know when they were favored against the Cowboys and they were losing for a lot of that game for the whole first half. Yeah, I mean, again, they've been asking for it, and I'm a Steelers guy. They've been asking for it. As a Steelers fan, though, I like to say, hey, I'm glad they lost. Now, like, get it out of the way. Let's get this out of the way now. Get that chip off your shoulder. Get the pressure off, and let's get things going. Hey, I got pressure on me right now, John. Put some pressure on us. What do you need today to win? Yes, sir. One quick question. Uh, Trubisky or Bridgewater? Who would you rather play? Trubisky, a.k.a. Ditchwater or Teddy Bridgewater. Man, this is one of those where I'm going to hold my nose and start Trubisky just because of the matchup. Look, uh, we haven't even talked about it yet. We called the T.Y. Hilton breaking out against the Texans defense last week. Because they don't have Bradley Roby's gone, so I got to think this week Allen Robinson is going to be the one to go bananas on the Texans secondary. And if that's the case, Trubisky's got to be the one throwing him the football. Does Trubisky play with any kind of chip on his shoulder, if anything, from that draft? To, to at least you know he's heard every joke in the book between here and there with Watson and Mahomes. You know what I mean? He had. I mean, how do you not live? You got to wake up every day knowing, man. Uh, you know these two guys. Yeah, D- today's his only chance. 
not only, but it could be when we don't know if he's ever going to keep being a starter at the, at this pace. We don't know. Today might be the only chance to go head up and say, you know what? The last thing you remember is I beat Watson. Keep your jokes to yourself. He'll be thinking about He'll that. Be, and on the other side, though, many um, I saw a lot of people say, you know, Watson's going to go ahead. And I, I'm like, man, I don't think Watson even cares because Trubisky never turned into nothing. I think Watson more focused on other other endeavors as far as his own inside within his building rather than Mitch Trubisky. Now, Mitch Trubisky, I think when he wakes up and he puts on that helmet, anything to, to look for, any kind of motivation, that has to be one. If he could go out there and pull off an upset, that would be crazy for him, at least to shut up something. That would be huge. And here's the thing, right, is a lot of people love David Montgomery this week. That That's like the play of the week at running back for most people because we know Texans have been bad against the run all year, right? So if Trubisky's going to be good, I think they're going to be able to move the ball very easily against the Texans. I think David Montgomery is going to get loose. Like I said, I think Allen Robinson's going to move the chains, going to have a nice day. The key here is, is David Montgomery going to hog all the touchdowns or is Trubisky going to get a couple of them? Or I could even see Gadget Man Cordell Patterson just breaking. I had a dream or let's call it a nightmare. I woke <laughs> up and I said, damn it, Patterson just ran a 32-yard reverse. You know what I mean? They just for yep. whatever reason, you just see that happening. Hitting him up in the middle, and then all of a sudden, a reverse, and here goes Patterson. But at, at the end of the day, NFL high one hundred and thirty nine point eight rush yards per game is what the Houston Texans allow. NFL high, yeah, and fourth most receiving yards per game, forty five point nine. That's going somewhere. That's again wherever I said Cordell Patterson could burn. I mean, whatever the case. Somewhere in that backfield, there's fantasy goodness. You've got to be there to catch it. Let's get right back to the HRP listener line. Todd, he's got a question. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. Absolutely love the show. Thank you for putting it on every week. Appreciate uh, it, Todd. I, uh, for my fantasy playoff today, I'm wondering, should I start uh, Russell Wilson at home versus the Jets or Aaron Rodgers at Detroit? I'll hang up the list. Oh, man. Oh, he's eating good. He's eating um, really good. Um for me, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers might be playing his best football right now. And, and the matchup is great for both of these guys. So I, they're back-to-back in my rankings, but I, I'd go with Rodgers. I mean, how do you even, you know, I guess you go with Rodgers because the game script, maybe it's it's shorter of a spread, a divisional game. I guess you start trying to throw other narratives into it as to the other team being 13-and-a-half point favorites. Or, on the other hand, if you want to think of it like this, and if this drives you to your decision saying, Russ hasn't looked that great, you know, their offense, maybe this is a get-right game, maybe this is a game where they go there and punch him in the mouth and they want to score because their team totals 30.5. Um, at minus 150 last time I looked. So if you're thinking that they exceed over 31 points to make that number right, then a lot of that has to come, you would think, on the on the backs of Russ. Is this where they let Russ cook again? But they haven't let him cook. That that hashtag is not around anymore. You know, they, they quit throwing it as much from about five weeks back. Now, if you look, though, there's something to this. How do you hide your inefficiencies for Seattle because they came out and they were looking fantastic, but their defense was looking like the Cowboys, right? They were just allowing historic-type numbers, and it got to a point to where it became whoever has the last possession will play that. And what happened? It bit them against Murray. Murray ended up hitting them. It bit them a few times, and then it got to the point where they said, I don't even want to play this game uh, because it 
our best attributes showing our greatest weakness. We got to discru- So now what have they done? The last three games, they've allowed 19.6 points down from 29.8. You know what I mean? That's a different team. That's a different team than what they were. They're playing different. And the Seattle Seahawks team that used to lead the league uh, NFC in carries. You know, that yeah. was Rashad Penny. Y'all remember that guy? Yeah, he's back. <laughs> He's back. I mean, I, I looked, I said, Rashad Penny, I didn't even know he was still here. I, mm-hmm. I thought they had probably done away with him. That just throws more of a headache in that backfield. It does. And, you know, and they're trying to protect Carson a little bit, you know, because they want him for the playoffs. They want him to be healthy. So they're mixing it up. But, yeah, I mean, this is a tough one here, but I have to go with Rodgers. This feels like against Detroit, one of those games where Devontae Adams could have, like, 200 receiving yards. He's going to dice him. Rodgers gets these games. He loves these kind of games, you know. This And it's a divisional game. Just, I think he gets up. I think that with the total, I believe that the Lions fight with him for a little bit, making him have to. I mean, this is one of those games you can see Rodgers having three touchdowns at halftime. I just, I don't know. I think I think the Lions are going to struggle to put up points here. I, I really do. So you, so you liking that seven and a half? Man, big bet. So that, that game is something weird about that line. Seven and a half. Then all of a sudden, a $210,000 bet came in at the MGM Grand on Wednesday. It moved it to 9.5, but then all of a sudden, it shot down to 7.5 right again. So the Sharps, as soon as it went to 9.5, Sharps brought it back down to 7.5, but it shot up at that 210000 range. I mean, I just, they're in a different class. And the Lions have so many injuries right now, and I look, Swift is expected back, but, you know, he's coming off that concussion. We'll see. How good he looks today. Some funny news came out about him just right now. They had a, a, a test that was in, inconclusive at first, but then now it came back and he's good. But it was a little scare for him. I'm just seeing the news break now. He's been having headaches and some side effects from the concussion. Remember, Adrian Peterson said he he didn't seem like himself last week, and then he didn't end up playing. Well, hopefully we end up playing for the next hour and 15 minutes. That's what we have to kick off. That's what we have until your fantasy life is on the line. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Stay up to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map. When you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down. But when you fall off, just think about who's still come around. It ain't this is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. You know how we do it here every single Sunday morning. We try to get you in the zone, in the mood for your NFL viewing pleasure. And today, no more important than that first round or some second round of the NFL playoffs, depending how you do your fantasy league. Shout out to everyone listening, everyone on Twitch, especially Virginia Buttonweed that said, I just got busted for listening to the radio during church. Uh Uh-oh. Turn me up. Let me put on. let Let me talk to the people. And I want to tell the people that today... Listen here, Alan Robinson. Okay, if you're listening and you're in church, turn me up, Buttonweed, because Alan Robinson, he's going to have double-digit targets and double-digit catches. He is going to baptize the Texans. You heard it here first. If loving Alan Robinson is wrong, I don't want to be right, Jerry. I don't want to be right. Now, let's get over to some of these questions. Hey, we're, we're back. Oh, I don't even want to say backed up. I don't even like this. I'm not backed up right now. Chark, Jay Robinson, or Claypool, PPR. James Robinson? Are they asking me that? <laughs> Start him. I mean, this 
Don't even question it. Again, don't get too cute. We got, we're going to have to put that on our shirts if we ever. Yeah. And I know we're asking, uh, getting asked about those uh, shirts, Chuck asked. To be honest with you, I'm so superstitious that it, I, I get scared of getting a shirt and then getting axed. <laughs> right? I, I'm going to be real. <laughs> right? That's like the biggest worry, and I've seen it happen, and I'm just like, man, that'd be the biggest thing. Like, is it worth the risk right now? And you just got a box of shirts in your garage. But we do have Tyler right here. Like, we're gonna... Just do it in the off season. Oh, there you go. Then maybe you're not gonna get axed, dude. Come on, you. We have proof. I'm putting it. I'm putting it down. Look, and you got sports map bets coming up. Like you've ingratiated yourself into this radio station. You both have. So, hey, there it goes. Good. There I'm will be shirt. shirts coming very that's soon. That's coming man. from the assistant program. That's all. Hey, too. that's yeah. all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> uh, hey, I love Tyler though, man. He's done so much for me I here like in my it. career, I like man. It. Yeah, like I said, shout out to everyone. Tyler's just, got pool. That means. Something. But shirts coming for everyone. Uh, you, you know, you know, whenever we put our word to something, they'll be out there and uh, just keep looking out for them. But uh, let me get to some questions here. If you have anything, go ahead and fire them up right now. Is it uh, Debo or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, PPR Ayuk. Ayuk. Roll with him. Tyler Boyd or CD Lamb? Um. Oh man, that's close. I, I would, if it's PPR for sure, go with CD Lamb. I, I think Boyd could get lucky and, and make a big play, but I think CD it could be a revenge game for Andy Dalton. He could get a lot of targets and catches today. Ridley, QT, or Ty, and and let's talk about Ty real quick. Ooh. You put your name on him. You started last week's show that he was going to be revived. The revival. He came off his season high, uh, which was not that great for him, for his usual numbers, but four for eighty one that week, and then all of a sudden. He's alive. Was that was that everybody's consensus? Put your name on it. It should have been. You know what? Honestly, I'm not even going to lie to kick it here. I didn't even put one and one together all week long until we got here on Sunday and Josh mentioned that, and I'm thinking, why the hell didn't? And if and, I was here, that I, I would like. I knew he was going to eat, and he yeah. did. I started remembering the the mask game. Remember when he wore the yeah, mask? The mask. Yeah, yeah. That, I started remembering that, and I said, man, this would be the game that, the, that they revive him. Well, he's revived. Here we are, Ridley, QT, or, or, or Ty. But I'm, I'm to me, it's not even a question. Ridley with Julio out. Yeah, Ridley. No matter what, Julio in or out. I mean, he's a, a top ten receiver. You roll with him. I like Ty this week, but I'm not starting him over Ridley. And the, the other thing too is, I, I try to pick guys that you know are, are kind of under the radar. You don't need me to tell you to start. You know, top tier players. So T.Y. Hilton was a guy on your waiver wire. I'm like, you can go pick him up and start him this week, and he'll help you get to the your next round of your playoffs. But the other thing, Jerry, was the player prop. It was like 44 and a half yards for T.Y. Hilton last week against the Texans. Just giving him. I mean, he had that in like the first quarter. I, I mean, saw you post it. Yeah. I was like, when you posted it, I questioned it. I said, where the hell did this line come from? Yeah. Because I didn't even think of it. For whatever reason, I did, all week long, I didn't pinpoint one and one together. I mean, he just he does well against the Texans. And then guess what? He plays the Texans next week again. So that's one of the other reasons I love picking him up because he went Texans, Raiders this week, and then Texans next week. T.Y. could be a guy that wins you your fantasy league. That's crazy to think that. And yeah. I bet his grandma is happy now. She was pissed at the beginning of the year. If you don't remember that, go back and look. His grandma said, I don't even recognize you out there, baby. Hasn't uh, a few players had their moms or their grandmas like call him? Yeah. Like Kenyon Drake, his <laughs> yeah. mom was like, you're not hitting holes, blah, blah, blah. Like, she yelled at him, and the next game, what do you know? Scores like 30 fantasy points, something like that. Mom's no best. Mom's no. With Cooks out today, coming from the text line 409, and he gets four guys, I guess, just put one in. Boyd, Landry, Shepard, or Samuel? Boyd, Landry, Shepard, or Samuel? PPR. I think I'd go Landry. 
Yeah, I think so as well. I think especially gonna, PPR. Exactly in PPR, and he's going to be looking for those short against the Ravens. He's going to be looking to get the ball off. I think Landry catches six, seven balls. That's your points right there off of PPR. Let's keep getting to these questions again. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Herbert or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Should I pick up Hanson and run him? If you if you're if you need that, look, you can't guarantee he's going to get a hundred yards every week, but. He's got to throw to somebody. This guy says, with uh, with this lineup, do I leave DW4 Watson in, or uh, do I look uh, at the waiver wire? I mean, we don't want to look at the – don't get too cute. That's all we got to say. Hashtag, hashtag don't get too cute. If, if Tannehill's on the waiver wire, maybe. We're going to put that on the sleeve I, yeah. of the shirt. Hashtag don't get too cute. Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't because, get too cute. So with the that Deshaun Watson thing, I was telling Josh in the break, the Texans are the only franchise that the Bears have not beat. That's the, great. The Texans are four and over against the Bears all time. They've outscored them by a margin of ninety-one to forty-nine, and this is coming from some guy Dream Team Apple. I guess he put all this on Twitter, but I mean that the Bears though they've been ever since. I mean they've had a, a plethora of, of bad quarterbacks as well. They've had a lot of bad quarterbacks, and 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 I w- I'd be curious to see of those four wins what quarterbacks because it'd be like I think it was like Graham that. Was it Graham Harrell? What was it? One, it was like some backup one time. Yeah. I mean, I could remember uh, if I, w- I would be willing to bet that there was some weird quarterback names on that list. And I mean, that's probably one. That's probably the main storyline: Trubisky versus Watson. Yes. I mean, Texans took Watson over Trubisky, or Trubisky went higher than Watson, and there's kind of that all that at play today. But I don't know. I, I feel like Texans are probably gonna. Do some damage against them. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a pretty close game. What's interesting about this is, I because it was like Texans minus one and a half or something like that earlier this week or yesterday. I didn't feel great about it, so I paid a little more juice to just take the Texans money line, just you know to feel sure. But man, with Brandon Cooks out now, that, that worries me. I, like if I could go back, I don't know if I'd make the bet. Like how do they consistently move the ball? Can they? I do. Well, I know David Johnson too. He's on the COVID list. Yeah. That might be a good thing. Yeah, and, but, I mean, Duke Johnson, they're just not using him. He had that one touchdown catch against the Lions, and he hadn't really done anything else. We need to call Hyde back. Yeah. Like, I miss you. <laughs> hey, text him, hey, big head, you know, what are you doing today? You up? Yeah, I know I know Rashad Penny. You just sent him a picture of Rashad Penny. I know he's back. I know, I know you just lost a couple of carries. Well, either way, you hear that music, and you know what? We're going to come up next, and no other better time to go ahead and tell you about my bookie because coming up it's money on my mind fire up the my bookie open it up if you don't use my bookie use promo code radio and you're going to get a hundred percent deposit bonus what does that mean that you're going to get a little bit of bonus to add to your i guess gaming your entertainment purposes today because it's a give and take world in gambling if anybody tells you otherwise they they're probably named vegas dave Okay, and he's just going to show you nothing but the wins. But in this game, you give and take. And with that extra money that they give you, that extra promotion, that's perfect for that scenario. You go ahead and get that extra money. You go ahead and get your hands in there. You start playing a little bit. You get on these money line plays. You get on some of Josh's when he gets flexy in this next segment. Go ahead and hit those props up using promo code radio. It's in their slogan. It's a gamble enough just to go out there and try to win. It's another gamble trying to get your money out from these books. Don't gamble on the gamble. That's another hashtag we're going to put on our shirts. Don't gamble on the gamble just go ahead and use something that's in their slogan you play you win and they pay it's in the slogan it's my bookie 
to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don.